Live around the globe, it's time for your RM World Travel Connection with Robert and Mary Carey and Rudy Maxa on the SSI Radio Network. at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Visit us online at rmworldtravel.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rmworldtravel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome aboard Hour 2 of RM World Travel, everyone. It's nice to have you tuned in with us. We're just past 11 a.m. Eastern Time here in the New York City area. And what's ahead is another diverse hour of travel talk as we cover for you everything and anything in the world of travel. As we begin our second hour together, we have show friend Robert Niles from Theme Park Insider already holding on the show hotline. And to maximize our time with him, we're going to get right into the Hour 2 Rundown. We are. All right. So coming up, Rudy's getting ready right now in his broadcast studio for today's Right Stuff episode. That's ahead after our next break. Today, Paul Thoreau returns to the program to discuss his latest travel book on the Plane of Snakes, A Mexican Journey. If you're a regular listener, you've heard us talk about the growing shortage of airline pilots. And 20-year Marine veteran Brian Simmons will join us sometime this hour to discuss how his company is creatively helping military helicopter pilots get quickly certified as commercial airline pilots to help ease the shortage. Robert and I will answer a few travel email questions sent in to us later this hour. And before we sign off for today, since the winter driving season is a reality for many of our listeners across the country, automotive expert Rick Muscaplatt returns to the show to share tips and offer some advice on how to best help winterize your vehicle. All right, let's get straight to that show hotline and welcome back Robert Niles to get the scoop on Halloween happenings at theme parks across the U.S. Hello, Robert. Nice to reconnect with you as we start this second hour of our national broadcast today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, great having you on the show as always. Listen, you know, in 12 days, it's Halloween uh, since it's midweek this year. I I suppose some people, you know, they're probably going to celebrate maybe next weekend and others may celebrate the following weekend at the beginning of November. But major Halloween celebrations are going on now around the country at theme parks. And frankly, so many theme parks have made such a big push for Halloween in recent years, haven't they, Robert? Oh, yeah. There is no excuse not to be celebrating Halloween right now. And in fact... (laughs) This is actually hilarious to me. Uh, Walt Disney World started their Halloween party in mid-August. So oh people have been doing Halloween for two months now. This it is why we're seeing Christmas decorations up now, right? Yeah, it's doors <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, they, they've got other bad ones. It's funny. The, the uh, snow went up on the Disneyland castle this week. So. Oh, <laughs> But they, they don't mess around. Immediately after Halloween, boom, we're right into Christmas. So this is a four-month season between Halloween and Christmas. Uh, for some of the big theme parks around the country. It is big business right now. All right. Well, that perfect segue into talking about some of these big theme parks. Um, I'm a big fan of Knott's Berry Farm. I know you are as well. Um, so let's talk about spooky things happening at Knott's Berry Farm in California um, and then touch on SeaWorld and Bush Gardens for us. The original uh, Knott's Berry Farm, the very first uh, theme park Halloween event started in the early 1970s. And frankly, I think it's better than ever this year. Uh, they really nailed it up their game this year. They've got a great house in there. It's about the origins of Ghost Town, which is really the heart of the park right there. Mm-hmm. It's a hard ticket party, like a lot of these after-hours things. But even if mm-hmm. you come in during the day, they've got a really nice family-friendly event uh, for, for kids uh, where they've got the park all decorated, and you can see Snoopy and the gang in their Halloween gear. So you know, no matter what your age, Knott's has got something for you during the Halloween season. 
Well, I right. think that's great. And, folks, if you don't know where um, Knott's Berry Farm is, I mean, it's just – you can actually hit Disneyland and you can hit Knott's Berry Farm because it's right off I-5 in the Anaheim area. No, no question about that. And Anything that you like yep. at uh, Bush Gardens or SeaWorld for Halloween? Uh, yeah, and Bush Gardens has got a great Halloween event uh, going mm-hmm. on at their parks in, uh, in Tampa and in uh, Williamsburg, and they always do a really nice job with that, too. And then – uh, SeaWorld's got their, spook- their spectacular uh, stuff going on uh, that's a little bit more family-friendly than uh, the Bush Gardens. That's the one where they go with more of the horror elements with that. Yeah, um, I think they again, call it what? Really nice is it Hallow Scream or something they call it? I think I saw. Uh, uh, Hallow Scream, yeah, yeah, Bush Gardens. Yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah. All right, I think most families, when they think of destination theme parks, certainly Disney, as we said, it tops the list. But we've also enjoyed Legoland in the past with our boys. Uh, anything you can share that those two companies are doing for Halloween fun? They've got uh, their cart. They call their party "Brick or Treat." Mm-hmm. Um, always got to love the puns that they're yeah, running. It's yeah. appropriate. Uh, it's 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 a hard ticket party in California, but it's part of regular admission in Florida. They've got uh, trick or treating in the park, uh, so kids can come in their costumes with that. And they've got all of the Lego characters and their types of costumes. They do some special shows for that sort of thing as well. Uh, so it's a really nice event. That one, of course, totally family-friendly. There's none of the horror element that we'll see at the bigger parks with that. All really designed for the kids. And uh, opportunity to be fueling them up on candy weeks ahead of actual <laughs> Halloween. So you can keep that sugar rush going all month long. I do like when the parks give a combo of if people want the horror, that's great. It's there for the adults and the older kids. But I like when they add the family-friendly stuff. So, all right, let's touch on Universal, another favorite park of mine. Um, Universal, and then if there are any Six Flags parks or anything going on there that you want to touch on for Halloween. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal, Orlando, and in Hollywood is probably the biggest event going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not Scary Farm might have been the original, but uh, Horror Nights has got the biggest crowds going. Uh, they're more driven by uh, movie franchises rather than original stuff, so that's right. the place where you can go see Ghostbusters. Uh, go walk through a Ghostbusters maze. They've got Stranger Things back for another year. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which was hilarious, a really great uh, one. And, but some of their original ones that they're doing this year are, are top-notch as well. So, again, that's, it's probably one of the more expensive ones, but they've got a lot of great deals if you look into packages and uh, multi-night tickets there. And then Six Flags is doing Fright Fest at their parks, as they normally do. And they do that uh, at all their parks, correct? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, I don't know of any that they don't do that. Okay. At. Um, and that's part of normal operation, but then you have to buy a wristband if you want to go through the mazes. But they've got the parks all spooked up for uh, you know the, all the spooky stuff going with the, the fog and the webs and the the, the the things that make Halloween Halloween. So you know, Robert, uh, yeah, I'm, pretty I'm, much any park you go to, you're going to find something for the season. I'm curious, yeah. you know, as I listen to this, you know, any idea how much these Halloween festivities add to the bottom line at theme parks? Because you know, years ago they used to all be Memorial Day to uh, Labor Day, but now they've stretched. I mean, not the big ones, Universal or Disney, but some of the smaller ones. But now they've been able to stretch that into October and sometimes even a little further. Yeah. Yeah, we're basically talking about extending the park season two months for most of the regional parks. But even Universal, they call Halloween their 13th month because basically what they do for an entire, like, 30-some days is that they close the park at, you know, 5, 6, 7 o'clock, and then they reopen it to people. So they're they're basically selling a second day of tickets for 30 days. 
it really is a 13th month of revenue for them. Well, so and there are there are other parks out yeah. there. I mean, Cedar Point, I know, is out in, uh, in Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, Branson has something. and so, so, folks, check that out. And I would also say, if you want to find out more about all the happenings at Theme Parks for Halloween, or frankly, if you're interested pretty much in anything about theme parks, Robert Niles is your guy. It's why we love to have him on the show. And his website is themeparkinsider.com. Thanks for joining us today, Robert. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend. All right, there goes Robert Niles. Always fun having him on the show. And actually, Knott's Berry Farm, I just looked something up on the computer. They actually did start in 1973. Uh, So I guess if I do my math, 47 years right now. All right, well, Robert really knows his stuff. He's the guy to go to for any questions on theme parks around the world. All right, there's that bumper music again, everyone. And up next, it's our latest Right Stuff episode as Rudy joins the show to talk with Paul Thoreau about a Mexican journey. RM World Travel returns in three minutes. To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Cabbage is the fast and flexible way to access funds for your small business. It takes just a few minutes to apply online for a line of credit and get a quick decision. If your business qualifies, you can access the amount you need now up to $250,000, and you only pay for what you use. Now there's a faster, more flexible way to fund your business, cabbage.com. That's K-A-B-B-A-G-E.com or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Credit lines are subject to review and change. Individual requests for capital or separate installment loans issued by Celtic Bank, member FDIC. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit delivery service. They deliver easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients right to your door, so all you have to do is cook and enjoy. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Get $80 off right now, plus free shipping at HelloFresh.com with code RM. That's code RM at HelloFresh.com for $80 off, plus free shipping. Or check out RMWorldTravel.com under sponsors. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow team asked us to say thanks for the way our audience has responded because you're buying an awful lot of their great products. And if you haven't heard, they've got some super deals right now on their MyPillows, their Soft Giza Dream Sheets, the Mattress Topper, and more. MyPillows are machine washable, made in the USA, and include a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Their popular buy one, get one free premium MyPillow deal is going on right now. Just head to MyPillow.com under Radio Specials and use the promo code RM or visit rmworldtravel.com under Sponsors. Robert here to share that Mary and I, as well as Rudy, are true believers in the importance of travel insurance. It's affordable and protects in so many ways. There are some things in life you just shouldn't do without, like visiting Paris and not experiencing the Eiffel Tower. And something else we encourage is Travel Guard travel insurance. Coverage includes many items such as trip cancellation or interruption, medical expenses and evacuation, and more. Wherever your next trip takes you, get the coverage you should have at TravelGuard.com, or you'll also find a link at RMWorldTravel.com under sponsors. Got a question or comment? Need savvy travel advice? Connect with Robert, Mary, and Rudy anytime on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RM World Travel. Now, back to RM World Travel. This portion of the program is sponsored by ButcherBox.com slash RM, a company we enjoy and have been talking about for a while now. If you haven't taken advantage of some of their outstanding offers, I'd like you to listen to this. Every month, ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage-breed pork, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door with free shipping. 
Choose from four curated boxes or customize your own box filled with your own favorite cuts. And if you want to try something new, they offer a ton of tasty recipes and resources on their website that will help you bring out all the flavor of each cut of meat or fish you purchase. And for a limited time, ButcherBox.com slash RM is offering new members 20% off your first box plus two pounds of ground beef free for the life of the subscription. That's a lot of hamburger. In addition to all the great meat you get, they're now knocking $20 off your first box and throwing in those two pounds of ground beef for the order and every order you make in the future for free. So try them today at butcherbox.com slash rm, or you can find the link at rmworldtravel.com by looking under sponsors. Paul Theroux has been a guest on this show a number of times over the last 10 years, which is great because Paul just can't stop writing books, compelling books, The Great Railway Bazaar Long Ago, Mosquito Coast, and at least 10 of his nonfiction books have been travel-oriented. Last week, his latest was published. It's a highly personal account of a trip driving the length of Mexico, and it's called On the Plain of Snakes. It's not just a travel book, but an account of a 76-year-old best-selling writer taking a measure of his age. He writes that he had, and here I want to quote him, anxiety that my driving days are numbered, that my writing life had stalled, that I kept being reminded I was old, and I knew that a road trip would lift my spirits and release me from the useless obsession of self-scrutiny and induce me, as English writer Henry Green put it, into that, or put him, put me into that blessed state where you forever cease to give a damn, unquote. And Mexico, in all its incredible variety, and to invoke a travel writer's cliche, all its contrasts, did the trick. Paul writes that as soon as he began his drive, and here I quote him again, a feeling came over me that it, was like, that it was like being caressed by a cosmic wind, reminding me of what travel at its best can do. I was free, unquote. Paul Theroux, welcome back to the show. It's lovely to talk to you, Rudy. People advised you against driving through Mexico, said it was entirely too dangerous, but I'm not entirely sure from reading your book that you took that to heart. No, I didn't. You know, whenever, it's always a mistake to tell people what you're going to do, and it's not only about... Uh, traveling by car. I want to go to Africa. I'd like to go to India. I want to get a hair transplant. Uh, I think I'd like to start dating again. Whatever it is, you tell people and they say, don't do that. You shouldn't do that. Never ask for advice. <laughs> and particularly regarding Mexico, because they'll say, Mexico's dangerous. There are cartels. And you've taken your car? Are you insane? <laughs> but as you you quoted me um, uh, that it, it was a very liberating experience. And I think probably it's, it's the idea that you're going away. Travel, ideally, is that you're, you're pursuing something. You want to go to Venice or you want to uh, meet someone in Paris or go to Africa. But you're also leaving something. You're leaving the people who are asking those awkward questions, who have um, uh, a claim on you or think they have a claim on you. Or just want to want to waste your time. So you're you're actually you're freeing yourself from. Obviously, I feel like I, I'm I'm talking like someone who has problems at home, which I don't. <laughs> but I uh, but I do feel that that travel is at its best. At its best, is um, a, a liberating, and the idea of getting up every morning in Mexico, and getting in my car, and driving to a new place just filled me with joy. How long did this trip take? It was two years um, because I, I did it in several snatches. I did it actually in six. Uh, the border w was was one big section. And so I went back and forth. The border is 2,000 miles. So I went east to west and west to east. And then I went, you know, I took a little time off. Um, and then I, I needed to uh, get a lot of paperwork for my car, insurance and vehicle import permit and all that and so that took a little time and then i drove 
into Mexico. I drove to Mexico City. I, I taught uh, classes there. I made visits around. I went to Puebla. And that was another, another uh, segment of the trip. So altogether, about 15 or 20,000 miles and, and a couple of years doing it. But, you know, I don't have a job, so I can <laughs> take two years off. There's <laughs> no serious problem. Well, you mentioned going along the border. My guest is Paul Theroux. His new book uh, has just come out. It's a travel account uh, called On the Plane of Snakes, and I'll let you find out by reading the first few pages what that means. You talked about spending a considerable amount of time first going along the uh, U.S.-Mexican border. You know, we hear a lot about NAFTA and and the proposed new U.S.-Mexico trade agreement, Uh, but you compared U.S. towns to their sister towns on the other side of Mexico, towns like uh, Piedras Negras with factories making products where I was surprised to learn Workers make 6 to $7 per day, not enough even in Mexico to afford a lower middle-class life. I knew labor was cheap south of the border, but $7 a day. Yeah, many do. Many do. Uh, and I had that uh, from a number of different sources. The NAFTA um, maquiladoras, the, the, the factories across the border, pay very, very little money. The Mexicans are used to getting peanuts. They don't keep their workers long. People go there, they work, and then they leave. They don't... and. And they live in very, very poor conditions, too. So El Paso, which is a wonderful city in America, in Texas, which is a border town, is a very salubrious place, and people are well paid there. But just across the border is Ciudad Juarez, a violent city at times. But there are lots of factories there, and people, you know, it's like looking, you're only, you walk across the border, take a few steps, and you're suddenly in a third-world city that is um, uh, uh, where people are extremely poorly paid. But that's why that's why NAFTA works, because companies are looking for, for cheap labor. Sure. Looking for, and, and, when, and when they can't find it in Mexico, they'll go to Guatemala or they'll go to Bangladesh or some other place. Sure. All they're, they're just looking for a profit. NAFTA, a lot of NAFTA is a con. It, you know, it was sold to us as a great thing, but... It uh, it benefits manufacturers, and it benefits uh, buyers of, of cheap goods. Yeah. You write that there's, and I'm quoting you from your book, there's not a big city in Mexico, no matter how charming its plaza, how atmospheric its cathedral, how illustrious its schools, that's not in some way fundamentally grim, with a big box store, a Sam's Club, and an industrial area, periphery of urban ugliness that makes your heart sink, unquote. Now, Paul, ours is a travel show. Mexico is a popular destination still for Americans. Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, San Miguel de Allende, where many Americans choose to retire. What do you say to someone planning a fairly traditional family vacation to Mexico? I would say go. Have a great time. You will definitely have a great time. Mexicans are extremely hospitable. The food is great. The weather is wonderful. The the hotels, generally speaking, the ones that I I found uh, are very comfortable. But the idea that so they go to Puebla. You mentioned Puebla. So Puebla is, a, is an old, uh, uh, you know, with 500-year-old church and plaza. It's near uh, uh, Cholula, where there's a pyramid. There's a lovely museum there. It's a wonderful place to stay, and the food's great. The periphery, though, there's a Walmart. There's, <laughs> there, are, there are factories making plastic goods, making tiles in Puebla. They make these things called talaveras. So, so it's it, it's two things. It's the historical center, which is well worth seeing, and you'll have a great time. And so you could say the same about Yucatan, too, about Merida. And those. So the tourists should go, but the tourists shouldn't be any, under any illusion that that's the whole of Mexico. Yes. Mexico is, uh, is, a, is a complicated place where there are, you know, 30 listed billionaires in Mexico City, and people in Oaxaca 
who earn the same amount as people in Kenya. I mean, the per capita income of people in rural Kenya. So it's it's a place that's worth seeing and worth writing about. Oh, if you go to a place, you're a writer, uh, you need to see the whole place. If you're a tourist, you want a mojito or a taco and go to the beach and God bless you. I think that's wonderful. But I'm not that kind of a tourist. I, I have taken, I went to Cabo, actually, and I didn't write about it because it was so pleasant. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought, I stayed in a wonderful, in a couple of wonderful hotels. I had a wonderful time. But a travel book isn't really about having a wonderful time. It's about seeing a place as it actually is. You know, the rough and the smooth, the splendors and the miseries. And so that's what I was writing about. Paul Theroux's new book is called On the Plain of Snakes. We only have 30 seconds left, Paul, but your book is laced with, with horror stories of crime in various parts um, of, of, of Mexico. Can you give me 30 seconds on that? Well, yes, because the cartels sort of own the border. Uh, there's a lot, and they're, they're, the, the cartel isn't one it was not one group, it's many groups. So they're fighting with each other over what they call pluses, or the turf. So and the military is fighting yeah. them. And the military is fighting them, and the, and the border patrol on the U.S. side, God bless them, uh, are, are struggling to maintain some sense of security. I mean, I'm not an open border person, so I need I, I, the border needs regulation. So the horror stories abound, but you don't want to hear stories about beheadings and dismembering. You want to hear stories about uh, guacamole. Which well, I'm, well, <laughs> but if you are interested in Mexico, pick up On the Plane of Snakes. The author is Paul Theroux, T-H-E-R-O-U-X. It's an incredible read. I promise you'll enjoy it, Paul. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Rudy. Today's edition of RM World Travel is coming right back, and you can also stay connected with the program at rmworldtravel.com. When's the last time you refreshed your sock drawer? Well, if you can't remember, it's probably time for an upgrade. Bombas socks are made with comfort innovations like arch support, a seamless toe, and cushioned footbed. That's sock speak for super comfortable. Their new line of merino wool socks are made from warm, naturally moisture-wicking merino wool designed with all of Bombas' classic comfort features. Buy yours at bombas.com slash rm, and you're going to get 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash rm for 20% off, or as always, visit rmworldtravel.com and look under sponsors. Say hello to Casper, the sleep company with outrageously comfortable products that help everyone sleep and live better. With over 50,000 five-star reviews, it's the most loved and trusted sleep company. Go to Casper.com and use the code RM3 and you'll get $100 towards the purchase of select mattresses. That's Casper.com, code RM3, and get $100 towards the purchase of select mattresses. Or visit RMWorldTravel.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms. Customer experience and product reviews are based on Casper.com authorized retailer sites and Google. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rmworldtravel.com. Welcome back to your RM World Travel Connection. Well, it's hour two. It's the third segment of the hour, so that means it's our H block. And Mary and I welcome you back to the New York City area as we broadcast just after 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, October 19th. Before we delve into a creative solution to help combat the growing shortage of U.S. airline pilots, we want to share a brief word about a new sponsor, 
people we think you're going to enjoy, Ancestry.com. When you travel, do you ever visit places where your family came from or try to learn more about your past? Well, now you can make that happen and learn more about your story by combining the Ancestry DNA test with billions of historical family records. Think about it. You could be from Sicily like Robert, England like myself, Senegal, Sweden, or maybe all four. No other DNA tests offer such a unique interactive experience. They've combined DNA results with over 100 million family trees and billions of records to give you more insight into your genealogy and origins, enabling you to even trace your ancestors' journeys over time following how and why your family moved from place to place. Join us and go to Ancestry.com to get your Ancestry DNA kit today and discover your story. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Over the 15 years that this program has existed in one form or another, we've certainly tried to stay current with the growing shortage of U.S. airline pilots. Brian Simmons is a retired lieutenant colonel in the United States Marine Corps, a former pilot of Marine One, the presidential helicopter, and now president of Coast Flight Training, a company that's created a unique option to help develop more airline pilots. He's holding for us on the show hotline, so let's get right to Brian. Sorry to have you hold for us, Brian. Welcome to the program and a sincere salute to you for your service to our country. Well, thanks. Glad to be here today. So listen, you know, uh, my favorite way to fly is by helicopter. I'm preferential to the Bell 407 personally. But uh, when we learned that your company is doing something to help combat the shortage of U.S. airline pilots uh, involving helicopters, it literally brought a smile to my face. So share with everyone what you're doing, how you're doing it, and uh, the impact that you're having. All right. Well, real quickly, uh, Coast was uh, back in 2016-2017 time frame. We were the first to introduce a uh, program called the Rotor Transition Program. We introduced that with a uh, subsidiary of American Airlines uh, called Envoy Air. And basically it was the first time, obviously, rotor rotor pilots have been transitioning from helicopters to airplanes to become, you know, airline pilots for a long time. But typically they've been doing that out of their own pockets, trying to figure out how they were going to get, you know, from A to B. So what we did was put in a nice, pretty package, got the airline to actually cover a considerable amount of the cost for that training and just really enabled – those transitioning veterans to be able to take their already superior skill set and then rotate that right into a uh, a uh, airline job and really to do that in a very short amount of time within four to five months. That's great. Wow, so. really? Okay, so that brings me to my question then. Um, for people listening around the country, some may not be as familiar with differences in aviation and equipment. So can you share with us some of the biggest differences that you see in flying a rotary aircraft versus a fixed wing aircraft? And I'm asking because as, as the program is aptly called, it's the rotor transition program. So there's clearly a transition, I would think. Uh, so what are the biggest differences? Well, the biggest difference is, I think, um, really, honestly, there's there's not a lot of difference for the for the caliber of pilots that we're training. They're already a pretty professional pilot. They understand the concept of crew coordination. They're you know that's kind of their bread and butter to be able to work as a crew. Um, so that's already there. They're working with very complex equipment, uh, turbine turbine engines that are the same jet type engines that would be operated in a in a in a uh, commercial aircraft. So they understand complex systems. They understand how to, uh, and they understand really uh, how to get the mission completed and mission-oriented operations. So it was a really clean transition. The easiest part, the easiest part is really is, is the wiggle and the sticks part. You know, moving the mm-hmm. moving the flight controls. That's just not that. Uh, that's not that. The biggest thing is trying to convert them into civilian flying, having them redo some of their their flight checks with the FAA and really moving them in that process, introducing them to a totally different world, which is general aviation, civilian flying, a little bit of that. But honestly, a lot of it has to do with there's just a certain number of hours that are dictated by law that they have to move through, and right. and we help them get through that. We've been pretty successful doing that with the airlines. Well, uh, I want to talk about that. To, to Envoy. 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk about that because, you know, what I enjoy most about this clever way to leapfrog the stringent FAA requirements that they instituted now five or six years ago, and folks, they moved the number of training hours from 250 to 1,500, is military helicopter pilots are already flying many hours. So in most cases, from what I've seen with just about 90 days of additional fixed-wing flying training, uh, they're in position to become a commercial airline pilot and positively impact the shortages as long as they've flown at least 750 overall hours on any aircraft. So I have that correct. Yes, Brian? Absolutely. And just remember the key word here is commercial pilot. They're already a commercially rated helicopter pilot. So that's really the, the threshold that they're reaching. It's just, it is literally like an airframe transition. They do it all the time in the, in the military where they take you from helicopter to airplane. Navy and Marine Corps pilots, we all learn on airplanes first. Then we transition to helicopters. So it's, um, you know, it's been done for, for a long time and it's not, uh, it's, it's a pretty, pretty neat, uh, pretty neat way to get people into the game. I think um, it quickly. is. Really quick, with 15 seconds on this, how big of an impact do you think the program is having right now in easing the pilot shortage? We we put, I think there's a bow wave of, of military guys that were coming out that needed a place in a home. I think it was about, we put about 400 people through in about, a, about two years. It's kind of mellowed out a little bit, but really what you're starting to see now is, uh, no, you know, normal training students, civilian training students are starting to fill that pipeline. Uh, the, 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 the pipes were a little bit, there was a little bit of a, a air in the pipes. What we needed to get was more people. And so it really helped to kind of help kind of prime the pump, so to speak, okay. for the airline. All right. Well, we appreciate your time today. This is all good stuff for the pilot shortage to help alleviate it. Folks, if this interests you or someone you may know, you can contact Brian at iFlyCoast.com. Keep us updated on the success of the program, Brian. And thanks again for your time. Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. All right, just drop Brian. There he goes. Uh, I love what they're doing with the program. I think that's so great. So interesting yeah. and so needed. Yeah, yeah it's great. And, and a great way to circumnavigate and cut the hours in half. So, folks, right now we're going to pause briefly for some sponsor messages. And in our iBlock segment up next, we're going to be answering emails that some of you sent into us. So stay with us. RM World Travel is back in three minutes. RM World Travel phone lines are open 24-7 at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rmworldtravel.com. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. We know our listeners are always curious to hear about new destinations, and Audible is another exciting way to explore the world just by listening. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks anywhere, covering every topic imaginable, including travel and adventure. In many ways, listening is a journey, a chance to escape and learn about new places. Find out for yourself with a free 30-day trial. Choose any audiobook you'd like absolutely free to get started. Just visit audible.com rm, or you can always visit rmworldtravel.com and look under sponsors for a link. Gary, why aren't you outside enjoying the party? Uh, hey, Michelle, it's this heartburn. When it hits, it really hits hard. Oh, I'm sorry. That's it. I've had it. I'm going to kick acid with Rolaids. Rolaids Advanced goes to work instantly for powerful relief of your worst heartburn, bloating, and gas. Wow, you're packed fast. Yeah, I feel much better. Now this is a party. Kick acid and gas with Rolaids Advanced. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Todd, Liberty Mutual just saved me $782. $782. Liberty did what? what? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Maybe I should switch to Liberty Mutual. Visit us online to... Hey, stop echoing. Sorry. Visit us online to get a quote and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, Equal Housing Insurer. Unisom presents a bedtime story. A lot of people ask me, 
Hey, Einstein, how do you get all those ideas? My formula is simple. Get a good night's sleep. Because sleep equals dreams, and dreams are where the magic happens. With Unison Sleep Tabs, you get to your dreams faster because you'll fall asleep 33% faster. So good night, sleep tight, and keep your dreams alive with Unison. Versus placebo in a clinical study. Use as directed. GoToMeeting is the collaborative meeting tool trusted by over 18 million monthly users. But how do we make the concept of 18 million more real for you? Well, if you wanted to travel 18 million miles, you could go to the moon and back 36 times and still have a few miles left over for a detour. 18 million dollars could buy you 4.5 million non-fat iced lattes, which would keep you caffeinated from now until the end of your career. Or if you took 18 million standing desk breaks, well, you'd probably be in great shape. Visit GoToMeeting.com to learn why so many people trust us to help them get work done. Say hello to Casper, the sleep company with outrageously comfortable products that help everyone sleep and live better. With over 50,000 five-star reviews, it's the most loved and trusted sleep company. Go to Casper.com and use the code RM3, and you'll get $100 towards the purchase of select mattresses. That's Casper.com, code RM3, and get $100 toward the purchase of select mattresses. Or visit rmworldtravel.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com terms. Customer experience and product reviews are based on Casper.com authorized retailer sites and Google. To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to rmworldtravel.com. Once again, this is your RM World Travel Connection. We're back and ready for our iBlock segment, everyone. Thanks for being part of our World Travel Get Together today. And for the next five minutes of the show, we're going to answer more emails that you've sent in to us. Thank you for that. But first, a quick word about MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow team have created a radio specials button for all of you listening right on the homepage of their website, offering their best specials. Right now, when you use our promo code of RM, you can buy one premium MyPillow and get one free, and they have an awful lot of other specials that you're going to want to check out as well. You know, they really do, Mary. And whether it's their various pillows, Giza Dream Sheets, mattress topper, or other items, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com, use our RM promo code for any or all of the deals listed under the radio specials. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com under Sponsors. All right, here's our first email from Darlene, who listens to us in Nashville, and she's asking, I don't like to fly and try to drive for most of my vacations. I have 10 days of vacation time I need to take before the end of the year and want to go to Florida. My boyfriend will be with me for part of this trip, and since Orlando is the only place I've ever been, I'd like to go somewhere different for this trip. Can you offer some suggestions and places to stay? Well, Darlene, I so don't like hearing that uh, you limit yourself to traveling by car and not flying because it's a big world out there and offers so much. And statistically, you are safer flying than driving. Uh, I certainly have some thoughts on this, but Mary, what would you say to Darlene? Well, first, I'll let you know that next weekend, uh, you may want to listen in on the 26th because we're featuring St. Augustine, Florida, as for our destination spotlight. So you might want to listen there if you're interested in that. That's a great place to It go. is. It absolutely is. But I would actually also suggest Tallahassee. It's a little closer to you by a couple of hours. You could do a combo trip of a few days in Tallahassee. It's a great city. Uh, lots to do. They've got you know a couple of different state parks for hiking. They've got a popular automobile and collectibles museum that people love on vintage cars if you're interested in car history. Lots of dining options and theater. And then you can head to the Panhandle for a few days of some great beach time. We were just in that area. You've got Pensacola, 
Destin. Yeah, City. Yeah, yeah you've got golf, okay. beaches. So and that's, that's an easy drive from Nashville. I yeah. can see that. Uh, you know, the West Coast of Florida is relaxing. And when I'm talking about the West Coast, uh, you know, further down from Tampa down through Fort Myers area, if you will, beaches are very nice. But if you want a fun nightlife and a livelier scene overall, go to South Beach in Miami. The food is great. The beaches are also really nice. And the vibe, it'll be good for you and your boyfriend. Then depending on how many days actually, you know, he's going to be with you, since we're not told that, if you want some downtime and a slower pace, just head over to Marco Island and, you know, Naples or Fort Myers. It's an easy two-hour drive across Alligator Alley on I-75, so check that out. All right, our next email is from Justin, who listens to us in Memphis, so that's two from Tennessee today, and he's asking, for 10 years I've worked for Boeing between 2002 and 2012 and still bleed blue for them. I've always tried to pick flights that use Boeing jets. In listening to your coverage of the 737 MAX groundings, I'd like to know your thoughts on whether the flying public will openly fly the plane when it returns. Thoughts on this, Mary? Well, back around Memorial Day, we did run travel polls on our site about this, and I think I have the numbers here. 76% of our listeners who voted said they'd fly the 737 MAX when it returns. Only 24% said they wouldn't. And it was pretty evenly split with those who said they would fly it. 35% said they'd wait six months or more. Actually, I'm in the camp of three months or more. And 31% said they'd fly it immediately. For me personally, listen, I don't know. Boeing says it's going to be the safest plane in the skies. They're currently, the airlines are currently working out how they're going to tell the public, the flying public. Often you can see the aircraft on your booking ticket because there are passengers that don't want to fly it or want to wait a certain time period. I'd like to see the pilot confidence. If the pilots are behind it and they're confident in this, well, that, that's then certainly. I think okay. if that's made public, um, I trust the pilots. Yeah, Justin, I'll say, you know, the Carey House, we've always been a Boeing house. All right? Our kids actually have T-shirts that say, if it's not Boeing, I'm not going. So I'm sure you'll appreciate that. You may even have one yourself. Uh, and I've said a few times on the show, it's been really difficult and disappointing for us to have to share all that we have about the 737 MAX. But Boeing did make a major mistake here, and, you know, we need to be honest about it. Hopefully they're going to be able to get past this and become a greater company than they were before. I think many people are hoping for that, frankly. Something else, though, that is not discussed in the 737 MAX matter, it's certainly having an impact on the launch of the new 777X and its long-haul version, as well as the expected announcement of the newer 797 aircraft that should replace the older 757 market segment. I mean, I, I love the 757. It's my favorite plane. I've talked about that before. But, Justin, you asked a question, and as far as flying the 737 MAX, I think when it does return... It will be so tested, retested, and then tested again for good measure, not only by the U.S., uh, but by also the governing bodies in other countries, that it very well may be the safest plane in the sky. So I would have no issues flying the plane when it returns on day one or month three or month six. So you wouldn't wait as soon no, as it's I ready would. for passengers. I, I'm not a big fan of the narrow body planes anyway, right. but I would have no problem with that. So. That's going to do it for the email segment right now. To all of you, please send us your travel questions and comments at RM World Travel on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, or simply through the Contact Us tab at rmworldtravel.com. Thank you, Darlene and Justin, for the questions today. This is RM World Travel. We'll be right back in a quick three minutes. Don't touch that channel. Join the Travel Trio by calling 803-78025. Access the show anytime at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at RM World Travel. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back, everyone. It's segment 10, or our J Block of this week's two-hour RM World Travel broadcast. Mary and I appreciate you being here with us for the remaining seven minutes of the show today. Before we reconnect with Rick Muscaplatt to talk specifics about winterizing your vehicle, a quick word about our sponsor, relieffactor.com. Pain is a key reason why people go to doctors, and Relief Factor is a product designed to help your body reduce pain associated with aging, exercise, and everyday living. Physicians combine four ingredients together to create this product. It's a powerful and unique combination of botanical ingredients and fish oil to provide ongoing relief from pain associated with back, neck, shoulder, hip, and knee pain, as well as general muscle aches and pains. The Relief Factor combination of ingredients work together to help support pathways in the body associated with pain and inflammation. Get back your independence and freedom from the aches and pains of everyday life. Order your three-week trial pack for only $19.95 at relieffactor.com or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Well, a handful of states have already experienced significant snow, and for many of the rest of us, it's only a matter of time until that snow and ice arrives. That's why Robert and I decided to invite back to the program Rick Muscaplatt, the ASE Master Auto Tech, who's written a popular auto advice blog now for more than a decade to share some of his top suggestions for winterizing your car, truck, or SUV. Hey, Rick. Nice to have you back on the program with Mary and me today. Great to be back. Listen, over the past uh, few weeks, I have to tell you, I was thinking about it, getting ready for the interview. I've been changing oil, air filters, wiper blades, oiling door jams and door locks, you know, filling the tires on our SUVs and taking the vehicles in for some routine maintenance and tire rotations to make sure we're as ready for winter as possible. Since we're a national show with affiliates across the nation, for our listeners in the warmer weather states, they don't have to do as much, but for our listeners in the colder weather states, what are your top things to do to get a vehicle as ready as possible? for winter? Well, you've already covered some of them, like new wiper blades. That's really important in winter. But really, the most important thing is to have your battery tested. The new testers are really accurate and can pretty much predict battery life or death before it happens. I have not done that. I need to, that's another thing. Thank Add you. That's that checklist. Yeah. All right. Rick, I would like you to share your position about not needing to warm up your car before you drive in cold weather. So Robert and I both continue to warm our cars up, and every year, every winter, we tell our kids to do it, but your feelings are different. You basically say, start it, buckle up, and turn on the radio show. Ha ha, I had to get that in there. Well, but, turn on this show. Basically this show, yeah, yeah. But basically just go um, for the most part. So why don't we have to let the car warm up for a few minutes anymore these days in the winter and well, cold weather? When you warm up your car, you're warming up the coolant, and that's a comfort issue for you. But you're not mm-hmm. really warming up the oil, and that's really critical for long engine life. You want that oil to get flowing and warm up as quickly as possible. And to do that, you put it in drive and go. But go with a light foot mm-hmm. for a little while. Don't put the pedal to the metal. Okay, I'll be, I'll be sure to remind our 18-year-old son about that part. But All right, so very interesting because that's a whole new way of, of looking at things. I've been warming cars up for years. Um, so our oldest son is a senior away at college, and he's in a cold-weather city in New York State. He and Robert go over his SUV regularly to keep it in you know top-riding condition as much as possible. We, we try to make sure he has some basic tools, tape, some emergency supplies should something go wrong. What do you suggest that people keep in their cars as a basic emergency kit during the winter driving season? Well, some kind of an emergency light, whether it's flares or battery-powered, um, you know, the new LED ones, the batteries last much longer. The other thing that we found is people can change a tire, but, man, when it's cold out, if you don't have gloves and a hat, you can get cold much faster. Well, that's so, a good point. Uh, 
Yeah, the gloves are important, especially if you're using a tire wrench of some type. Exactly. You get out in that cold weather, you start changing a tire without gloves, you are frozen to the bone in seconds. Yeah, or if you have to get out and, and you know, use the scraper to clean off your windshield, I'll tell you, you're also going to freeze up your hand that way as well. Right. Uh, so gloves, a good suggestion, and the light. Question I have for you, Rick, you know, years ago, I always put snow tires on my earlier cars that I had, but maybe for the past 20 years, whatever it's been, we now drive with all-season tires. What are your thoughts about all-season tires versus snow tires? You know, any advice for our listeners about that? And also clearly checking their tire tread, which is important to stay safe right. in the snow, ice, and rain. Well, let's say you have an all-wheel drive car. That gives you much better traction than just a front-wheel drive car. But it only gives you traction taking off from a stop sign. It doesn't help you stop faster, and it doesn't help you corner. And some of the studies I've seen with the same car with and without winter tires, you can stop 30% faster with snow tires than you can with the same car with all seats. And if they were uh, snow tires on an all-wheel drive, would you put them on the front or would you put them on the back? All four. All four. Okay. Well, okay. Yes. All right. It's that, an expensive proposition. Let's say the snow tires cost you $600, but you avoid one accident every five years. You just paid for the tires. Well, that's true. And most people, if they're deductible, they're going to have mm-hmm. 500 1000 or more. So that's it's certainly right. <laughs> that alone. Well, good information. Any quick way for folks to check their, you know, as far as the tread uh, length on their tires? You know, everyone talks about using a penny. I don't believe in that. A tread depth gauge costs about five bucks at any auto parts store. Just set it, measure the tread depth, and it tells you exactly in 30 seconds how much tread you have. Which is clearly important. Uh, Folks, you can follow Rick and his Sage Auto Advice on his website. Uh, It's very easy, ricksfreeautorepairadvice.com. So go there. Rick, as always, nice to chat with you. Thanks for sharing uh, the information today. Enjoy the weekend, okay? You too. Take care. Thank you. All right, some good advice from Rick. I uh, learned something and, new. Yeah. Hopefully a lot of other people did that you don't have to warm up <laughs> I your still latest warm a little, model but, cars. Uh, yeah. We know what Rick said. Interesting, yeah. Folks, uh, it's time for us to say goodbye to all of you for this week. Thanks for listening the past two hours. Special thanks to all of our guests who appeared on the show today with Mary and me and Rudy. Thanks to our show team, network affiliates, and sponsors. And thanks to all of you out there who helped make what we do America's number one travel radio show. Wherever you may be headed this week, safe travels and enjoy. You've been listening to your RM World Travel Connection, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.